1: you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, everybody. It is Wednesday night, August twenty fourth, 2022. You are listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast on the Chairshot Radio Network to be found at thechairshot.com. I am your host, DJ. I'm going to go around the room here and uh, introduce my co-host. I'm going to start with a man who is bound and determined to go through a barbershop window at some point. Bucky's tag team partner, Jason. Jason,
2: how's your evening? My my evening is wonderful. How are you guys doing?
1: Doing okay, man. Uh, We're we're kind of dealing with a situation at the house. Our hot water heater took a shit last night. Um, So, yeah, we're without hot water and they can't get out to fix it until Friday afternoon. So, I've got two more mornings of cold showers. I'm glad it is August in Florida and not, I don't know, January in Minnesota. (laughs) Because that would be the shits. Yeah. Yeah. And last but absolutely never least, the Minister of Truth from the Rob the Genius podcast. Mr. Rob, sir, how is your week going so far?
3: Uh, Not too bad. Not too bad at all.
1: All right. Well, we have a huge show lined up tonight. I had a couple of guests lined up. One of them, unfortunately, it's his birthday. Um, so, you know, he probably wasn't able to make it. He's out celebrating his birthday. Perfectly okay with that. We'll try to find another day to get him on here. Uh, also, have an invite thrown out to uh, Tearshot Radio Network alumni and frequent mindless wrestling podcast host, Mr. Ray Cash. Hopefully, uh, Ray's able to join us tonight. And in uh, the later hour, we're going to have Jim. Big Jim from the Three Count Thursday podcast is going to be joining us. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit of CM Punk stuff later on tonight. Got a lot going on as far as he's concerned. He's back in the news for all the wrong reasons. Once again, uh, we're going to break <laughs> some of it down, lay some truth on you guys, lay some unfortunate facts on you guys, and uh, have a little discussion about Mr. Phil Brooks. Uh, for But to start out the night, Uh, Fresh off the press, our friend Madeline in our Discord chat shared something with us. I'm going to read this out here. Um, And this is a quote from, we're just going to go ahead and I'm going to credit Russell Purist, who credited PW Insider. If these guys are all the same guy, I don't even know. Uh, Tony Khan stated that right before the AEW meeting, apparently Tony Khan pulled a big creative talent meeting today and addressed some things with the talent. But Tony Khan stated that right before the AEW meeting took place today, or today, AEW's chief legal officer, uh, and I apologize because I know I'm going to mispronounce this, uh, Mega Parekh, sent an email to WWE's Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon warning them not to tamper (coughs) with his talent. And it had been reported about a week or so ago that potentially, and then I say potentially and allegedly. Triple H had reached out to at least one or more talents that were currently under WWE contract. One of the people apparently told him, you got to talk to my age. And my agent said, My talent, you know, my, my client is currently under contract, and got, it, it was dropped. Somebody else apparently, and again allegedly, went to Tony Khan, told Tony Khan that somebody had been in touch with them from the World Wrestling Entertainment, and, you know, that he was happy working under the AEW banner. Jason, let's start with you. What is your take on all this? Jason, you got yourself muted, Bubba.
2: Again, the guy who went to Tony, I got nothing for you. Fuck that, dude, because you're just making it harder for everybody else to get a job. So you got your little brownie points and you said, yeah, well, the the fact. Came, came running boss and I told him the go screw and you got your little brownie points I'm very proud of you uh, but now you're making it a lot more difficult for those folks who are under these 360 deals you know to if they do want to leave wrestling paradise you're making it a lot harder for them and as someone who's uh, going to back the worker 99.999 percent of the time that kind of sucks man um, and then the other one is just hilarious <laughs> Because, first of all, there's tampering is not the same in this as it is how everyone else uses it, basically in the NFL, the NBA, et cetera, et cetera. That's the only other time we hear about contract tampering. So, that guy did exactly what he was supposed to do. Someone from WWE calls, he picks up the phone and says, hello. And then the guy says, hello, my name is Mr. Mann from WWE World Wrestling Entertainment. I would like to talk to you about a job opportunity. Whoever this guy is, girl, guy, whatever, goes, I'm sorry, you'd actually have to talk to my agent about that. Here's my agent's number. Okay, cool. We'll talk. Calls the agent. Hello, Mr. Agent of Mr. Man. This is so-and-so from World Wrestling Entertainment. We would like to offer your client a job. Agent goes, my client is under contract with AEW. Mr. WWE goes, all right, have a great day. Click. There's nothing wrong with having that conversation. There's nothing illegal about it. Now, if Mr. WWE had then said, I understand that you just told me he is under contract, but I'd like to offer him four years and X amount of dollars, and I'd like to get him out of this AEW contract, excuse me. Well, yeah, then you might have some sort of legal, moral, whatever, gray area. But, like, getting on the WWE for... Looking for talented people isn't the win the that some of those people are walking around thinking it is. <clears throat> Rob, what do you got, buddy?
3: Well, I agree, Jason. Because first of all, like you said, tampering is not a thing. Tampering is only a thing when it is an item that it is agreed upon with all upon all parties, like in the NBA and in the NFL, right? Because again, the players and the owners have a CBA. That spells out what tampering is okay and they even have an the nba they even have like the the it's okay to tamper period now so but here is not a thing because there is no cba there is no union and wrestling companies are not like sports teams okay they're not a cartel all under one umbrella okay um wrestling companies are like record companies basically and in record companies people now now in the the music business they will come get you out of your contract okay ask dr dre okay (laughs) Uh, he look um and they'll walk into your office with you know lead pipes and tell the ceo that okay uh yeah jason's free now okay (laughs) all right um they'll buy you out right you know that can happen Right.
2: Um how much was left on his contract? Five hundred thousand dollars. Here's yeah. four hundred thousand right now.
3: Now okay. no now, 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 I don't think based on previous history, I don't think WWE would be that pressed to buy anybody's contract out because look they didn't buy out Sting or Goldberg or Lex Luger, okay? And nobody in AEW is Sting, well, except for the Sting that's there. <laughs>
1: but there, there is I was about to say there is a Sting there, and he is but, um, he is known as the man. Called Sting. All
3: right. But um there's no Goldberg and AEW or Lex Luger or Kevin Nash or Rick Flair who was worth buying their contract out to bring over. So if they look if they didn't do it when the guys who were worth buying out to bring over were available, they're not gonna do it for Adam Cole. All right. Uh but anyway, Tamper's not a thing. Tony Tony is he's real flustered right now, I think. And because right you know what? Um the 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 river is going a different way now because look Cody coming back is like when X-Pac came back in 1998 it was a signal that you know what it's okay to come back here now and <clears throat> because for all of like 96 and 97 that was a one-way street everybody was getting out of WWF to go to WCW or they were leaving ECW to go to WCW. It was a one-way street in 1997 or in 96 and 97, right? 98, X-Pac comes back. Now he'd gotten fired from WCW, but still, he, but he came back and it was a big shot. And then, you know, things kind of lulled along for a while, but then in 1999, we get the countdown clock and we get, you know, break the walls down, and right? And that was, you know, and then once that happened, game was over, right?
1: Yeah, Xbox kind of put the hole in the levee, and yeah. Jericho Jer- broke it down.
3: Yeah, and um,
4: so... He literally Cody broke kinda, the walls down.
3: Yeah. Yes, and so Cody kind of did both in one shot, basically. And um, so now, yeah, if you're Tony, you're a little worried, because... If you got, I mean, because he's got some people there, like Wardlow would be absolutely fabulous on WWE television. Okay. Um, MJF, of course. Well, we know MJF is gone. As soon as he can get out of there, he's gone. We know that. Uh, but Wardlow would be great on WWE television. Ricky Starks would be great on WWE television. Jade would be great on WWE television. Okay. Those four in particular. You go, yeah. I mean, so they got, they have people there. Who have not been used up to their full potential who would be absolutely wonderful on wwe television and he's got to be sweating bullets right now over that because look he did what he had to do bringing in punk and brian and adam cole right those like he had to bring in some new people because they had done about what they could with the cast of characters that they had
2: and you know yeah. what else he had to do? He had to bring in some more former WWE guys.
3: Yeah. And, yeah, so he would look last summer. He was kind of stuck because, look, if CM Punk had come back to WWE, then, that you know, they'd game over. All right. But so he had to do that. He had to get some people. And he had to make some type of splash with a personnel move. Out. And Punk was that. But now, you know, the winds are blowing in a different direction. Because, you know, the old man is gone, Hunter's in charge, and at least for the next few months, you know, everything is wonderful, perception-wise. And he's already shown he's willing to bring people back who the old man got rid of. And so now the perception is different. Now the perception is, oh, it's cool to go there now. And so Tony's got to be sweating bullets. So anybody, because anybody he has that would be really good on WWE television... Now they got to you know they got to be thinking a little differently right now, right? Well, um, just as
1: importantly, the people that were let go under vince's you know uh, under Vince's uh, umbrella, you know the Keith Lees, the Swerves, the Malachi blacks, I you know the uh, well, Athena, you know, you look at people like that, Ruby Riot, all these people who were just let go, you know, not notwithstanding the ones that asked for their release. Adam Cole is probably looking at things a little bit differently now. Um, so there's a lot of people there that were let go under Vince's under, under, under Vince, you know, pretty much that are probably looking at things going, okay, maybe it's going to be different than what I thought it was going to be. So yeah, they may be looking at their watch going, okay, I've got 11 months left. You know, if somebody asks me, you know, Hey, are you looking for a job? And you may be inclined to say, you know, I might be,
2: and right. not for nothing, okay, maybe you're cool right now. Maybe you're in the in crowd. But you've seen how the people who aren't get treated. You know, all the people who Tony ghosts. All the people who Tony, you know, just, I don't want to play with you anymore. I'm done. You're So, yeah, you might be on the in crowd now, but let's see what happens in a little bit. And, oh, my God, we got a surprise run in. We do. We have a run-in
1: in the match. Ladies and gentlemen, want to welcome to the podcast. Uh the Chair Shot Radio Network's own, Mr. Ray Cash. Ray, how you doing, sir? Can you hear me?
5: Uh Bubba, we, can we can't hear, you, hear we
1: can't hear you, man.
5: I'm I'm trying to get my headphones together. Sorry. Ray,
1: hey, now we yes. got you. Now we can now we can hear you.
3: We can hear you now. All right. So i right, took them off. Now, now he accent. can't
5: hear us. He took them off. <laughs> you're through my computer you're through you're through the actual computer speakers i'm trying to think. oh okay oh okay. i got you okay
1: you're trying to you're wireless not my i'm 1997 yes. wired headset here. Oh, same here.
2: <laughs> yeah um but i don't even know where i was ray, ray just took me by a complete nose. yeah
5: ray ray with the running man with steel yeah. chair and all oh, <laughs> sorry about that not for not the record you, brother. I was asleep when I got the message. So that's why. Oh,
1: I- no, no worries, man. No worries. Glad to have you, man. Always, always a pleasure having Mr. Ray Cash on here from the, the, the outsider's edge, still in a, a semi retirement. I say semi because I, I, one day you'll be back. One day, whenever, you know, the, the stars align and the universe does what the universe is going to do. <clears throat> you know, it's just glad to have you back here on the Mindless Wrestling.
5: So- yeah, man. Well, first and foremost, I have missed you, gents uh and can i can i take a quick second to say sincerely from the bottom of my heart thank you guys for holding us down on chair shot because i know with me and mags both on hiatus it's a lot of content that was being missed and you guys jumped right in and have been a amazing addition so thank you truly thank you guys for holding it down for us y'all have been great and it's been too long man it's been too long so i got a chance to chop it up with y'all
1: uh, it's it and you know what I I appreciate the kind words on that That's I appreciate right. the offer from Greg. It's been a, you always kind of wonder you know because we had you know we did you know fair little following going on with the anchor with the anchor thing and when when Greg made the offer I'm like this is awesome because I know what it means for us in terms of you know a broader audience and you know mixing it up with some folks and you know I know you know I've had the chance to go on the DWI podcast with with Tunney and Platt and all them and it's it's been awesome. You know, and that's been a great thing for us. But there was there was a little moment where I'm like, do I want to do this? And I'm like, the answer is yes. And I I don't look back. I don't look back and regret it at all. Man, it's been awesome. And it's awesome to be a part of this.
5: I appreciate you, man. You know, Rob's been down with us in one way or another for a minute. It's good to have you guys on. And by the way, can I can I speak to my hero real fast? (laughs) What's up, Jason? Oh, (laughs) my hero. What did I do? Your your rent, uh, was it last week or two weeks ago?
3: It was about a month ago now, yeah.
5: That episode was
1: actually about a month ago. I just hadn't had a chance to cut it out, and I'm going to shameless plug here, put it up on our YouTube channel. If you want to see Jason have an absolute meltdown over CM Punk, who we are going to get into here in just a little bit, uh, you can find us on YouTube. It is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Go out there, check out some of our videos, little clips from every episode, links to the full episodes from there. Jason went on an absolute bender, like, like right. a blackout rant on CNN right. C- right. about a month ago, and we put that up last week. It's still in hell of numbers for us. Uh, very impressed, very proud of that little baby.
2: Right. I just want to know, did I ever lie? Not one goddamn bit, bro. It <laughs> <why he> was <laughs>
5: amazing. Fantastic.
2: That's all I got to say about that. I never told a lie. So, All
1: right. Well, Ray, since we've got you here, we were just talking a minute ago. Uh, your your favorite wrestling promoter, Mr. Tony Khan, with a CON, oh, yeah. uh, apparently had a, a talent meeting today. And one of the things that he mentioned before the talent meeting, and I don't know if you've had a chance to get on the, uh, the birdapp.com. But uh, this was shared out, it said, uh, and I'm going to quote out here, and I'm repeating, I know, but Ray just got to the show, so bear with me, folks. Uh, Tony Khan stated right before the AEW meeting took place today, AEW's chief legal officer, and I'm not going to try to re- re- uh, Make- pronounce the name because I screwed it up to begin with, uh, Make- sent an email to WWE's Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon warning them not to tamper with his talent. On the heels of the news that allegedly Triple H may have reached out to one or more talents about a week or so ago, uh, one of those talents went straight to Tony Khan, said, hey, I'm happy here. This is what happened. Another one directed the uh, the phone call that they received to their agent. Ray, do you have any knowledge about this? Do you have any more insight or anything you can add
5: to this discussion? So so first and foremost, I, I knew about the quote unquote tampering situation. Um. I uh there's been a lot of chatter online about who it could have been was it Miro was it Andrade was it Swerve Jericho came out today and kind of insinuated it was him of course he um, did but I had never heard by the way if I believe her name is Mega was the person you're talking about yes yeah, it was the yeah. last
1: name I had a hard time pronouncing
5: um uh just some insight Mega is when Tony talked about he has a diverse company Mega is another person of, uh I want to say South South Asian descent. I believe she's Pakistani, something. I don't want to say it wrong. Right. But so it, he was like, "Well, we have two brown people at the top of this company." So Mega's a very important part of AEW for the record. So just okay. she's not some random person,
2: right? No, no. Um, but it, <sighs> for our Maybe. audience, that was that is Tony's words. Not not just race
5: yeah, 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 or yeah, yeah. no race yeah, yeah 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 brown people at the top right 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 and you know I mean us people of color we we do tend to use our color sometimes in verbiage <sighs> what what Tris what's weird to me is and maybe I'm a fool maybe I'm ignorant maybe I am too trusting of people but with the exception of the old man being gone, everybody in charge at, at WWE has been doing this for a minute. Why would they start tampering now? It makes it doesn't make any sense to me. And,
1: well, and, well, and, Ray, and, 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 Ray, Rob and Jason broke it down, and, and the way they explained it was, if a discussion takes place along the lines of, hey, we're looking to hire, are you looking for a job? Hey, I'm already employed. That's not tampering. Or hey, are you looking for a job? I can offer you 1.2 million a year for three years if you want to come over. Now we're having a different discussion because yeah. now we're talking money. Now we're trying to top the offer that you're already getting. But if you just call somebody up out willy nilly and say, "Hey, yo, it's Paul. Uh, we're hiring. Or are you looking?"
3: Well, the other if thing is, though, the, if
1: that's the extent of the conversation, then.
3: Because I'm sorry, I thought they were independent contractors, guys. Oh well, the other the other thing is because uh, uh, something else <laughs> I've seen more more specifically. Um, as long as you're not trying <gasps> to induce them to breach their contract, then it's not a thing. Like so, unless if I'm telling you, okay, Ray, look, man, all you, look, um, if you want to get out, just you know, no show a couple of times. And you know, do this and that, and then you know, maybe he'll get rid of you and then you know, you know, or whatever. Or, hey Ray, I saw what you guys contracts look like. If you can, mm-hmm. you know, do such and such and get Tony to do such and such, then you can say he's in breach of contract and you can get out. Right? If if I'm talking to you that way, trying to get you to breach your contract, then yes, that is illegal. But yeah. if I call you up, ray hey man how's it going over there well look man hey you know what if if, if you're interested you, you know we're here <laughs> okay if, yeah. if if that's where it starts and ends then yeah yeah you got nothing you have nothing to acute because and this was something else me and Jason were saying earlier they don't this isn't they don't there's no agreement between players and owners like in the NBA or NFL tampering only exists in the just kind of very slimmest of legal definitions here because there's no agreement right like the the aw and wwe are not they're not the cowboys and the commanders in the same union yeah they're they're not
5: inside the same business yeah you're right spot on
3: and and look um and i made the analogy like look it's like the music business and and we and look me and you especially remember when suge knight came up in the ruthless records with the iron pipes and got dr dre free okay um it's is as easy as that if you want to do it.
5: Okay. I mean That's basically how they've been doing it for thirty, forty, fifty years. Absolutely.
3: So I mean, it look if Hunter wants to send goons to the AEW with you know armed and say, Okay, you know to what? Save Adam
5: Cole. Yeah,
3: free Adam <laughs> Cole, then Tony's got two choices. Tony can say Adam's all free. I, or, I can think of all I can think of is Mel Gibson. Give me back, my son Right. I mean <laughs> if I mean If if Hunter wants to do that, I mean, then he can. (laughs) And Tony has to make a decision. Okay,
5: so Um, so I'll say you're
1: going to go that far, get Keith Lee out of his contract, and leave Adam Cole there.
5: (laughs) Well, does Keith want to go back? Is the question? Well, there's that. So so I'll say this. Legitimately, we're we're joking here, and there's a lot of everything. Rob said is spot on, but there's a level of jokes for the people listening. If this was NWA and it's Billy Corrigan. If this was Impact and this was Scott D'Amour, you know what I mean? If it was one of these lesser companies that's got a little notoriety, but they're not a big deal, you know what I'm saying? If it was, this was GCW and we're talking about Brett Lauderdale, and yeah, all all, all Papa a you got to do is, you know, like DJ just did, flex that muscle and go get somebody, right? But Tony legitimately is working with the legal capacity of four legitimate sporting companies. So. I don't think he could do that, which is the only reason this is a, a conversation is because of the actual litigation. They ain't got a Jerry McDevitt, but Mega's the closest you can get, right? But y'all make great points, number one, on what was the conversation? Because they might legitimately not know the contract details. They might have been like, hey, what's your contract like? I bet I'll get back at you in a year. They might not know, number one. And number two, Rob hit it on the head. The is tampering. The entire history of wrestling has been. I know these guys have um, agents and stuff, right? I know that they, or some of them have agents, but ninety-nine percent of all the deals are made between the promoter and the talent. Hey, I'm offering you. Uh, DJ can speak to this again. I'm offering you thirty dates this year for for nine hundred thousand. Yeah. I right bet. I'm with it. Yeah. It's, so That's how so,
1: NWA, WCW ended up with like the road warriors and all those guys. Hello. You know, how much, and then Rob can back this one up. How much talent did, you know, and, and WWF Vince at the time, but how much mm-hmm. talent did they poach specifically NWA off of these, uh, these, these super shows?
3: Oh, cause um, yeah. The, the famous thing with pro wrestling USA was the NWA and the AWA. And they were doing joint shows for like a year in like 1985 and then in 1986 you know gorgeous jimmy garvin and the road warriors are now property of jim crockett promotions yep <laughs> i mean so <laughs> I mean,
1: you know let's not you know obviously we're, we're in a much more modern era as ray was saying a lot of these folks have agents they have lawyers if they're smart they do um mm. you know so you know they have agents Jericho they have lawyers. Got a lawyer. who Jericho got a lawyer i bet oh, you can bet your ass Jericho's got a team of them. He
2: better. Um, if,
1: but, honestly, uh, if Adam
2: Cole and guys of that ilk don't have at least an agent or in some sort of management team or something, they're doing something wrong.
5: I can right. tell you Adam Cole doesn't have a lawyer in the sense of this is my uh, contract lawyer. I can tell you that. Yeah. Because, And I can tell you that. I'm sorry real quick. I can tell you that because the same lawyer is a lawyer for all these guys to get their, their contracts, the gimmick lawyer. Whatever, I can't remember, forget his name, but like he's really famous. He's the one guy who gets everybody's gimmick stuff together when they need to get their gimmick stuff. It's the same guy. So it's not like they got a a team of my actual lawyer. They don't have that. These guys, what, they've never needed that. They've worked in the Indies. What do you need a lawyer for when you work for a handshake and a hot dog? Again, I'm joking, but like, what do you need a lawyer for? And most of these guys don't reach the, Chris Jericho is on television. He's in movies. He is a worldwide touring musical artist, and oh yeah, by the way, he's been the, one of the top wrestlers for the past thirty years. Right. That is that's not the same as Isaiah Swerve guy. and I love Swerve, but it's not it's not the same. So right. why would why would they need the same things? And maybe that's how wrestling gets taken advantage of these guys so much, because they've never needed this, because they probably never thought they did. And oh, there's no maybe big.
1: about it. That's absolute oh, yeah. fact, and there are people in the business yeah. that'll tell you that. This is how these guys get taken for a ride. This is how they sign, you know, bullshit contracts. And, you know, once in a while, like, there's this story Triple, Triple H told, and I forget, it was one of the WWE documentaries. He was talking about when, you know, if you don't advocate for yourself, and when WCW first hired him, they said, you know, we want to bring you on for two years for, I think it was like 45 dollars $50,000 a year. And he's like, shit, I can make more than that on the indies. He's like, I'll tell you what. Hire me for a year at X amount of dollars. And if I'm not giving you what you want in a year, I'm not going to give it to you in two years. You know, and and if you don't have that kind of mind, and that's when I I watch that with him right there, I'm like, okay, this guy gets it. Like, this guy understands it. And that's why I know moving forward with WWE, it's in good hands because he understands that structure and that type of dynamic. Um, So, but yeah, a lot of those guys... I hate to generalize and at least I'm going back to my days when I was in a lot of wrestlers are not that smart. They're right. not, they they just aren't. And, and it, I would never, have, and, and I include myself in that. I would never have thought, you know, Hey, maybe I need a lawyer. Maybe I need an agent. Maybe I need somebody to advocate for me if WWE or at the time WCW ever come call and said, Hey, we got a job for you. I would have been like, Hey, yeah, let me, I'm going to be on TV. And, and you just, I'm on TV, man. And that's what you think about. And you know, you end up getting screwed on the back end of the whole thing.
3: Well, like a uh, Daniel Bryan yeah, that's, say that's that, anybody.
4: That, yeah, right. Well,
1: it's not even a, a, a question of smarts. It's just, I, I guess, naivety, innocent naivety. I any, guess. any one of us,
2: any one of us, would have saw all the zeros on the contract and been like, "Oh, where do I sign, Mister B- Mister Barry Gordon?
1: Yeah, because I got news oh, yeah. for you. Back in nineteen ninety seven, if WCW had contacted me and said, "Hey, we're going to give you forty thousand dollars for three years," I would have spent three years working for WCW absolute fact because i was only making like twenty thousand dollars a year at the time so let me see double my money i'm on tv and i get to wrestle sure
3: where do i sign that contract pal yeah because um well like daniel bryan even said that like up until like the last wwe contract he signed he he didn't even read it he just signed it um and by the time he by the time he signed his last contract he Yeah, he's he's married to Bree. Bree's been doing all this TV stuff, so she knows better, right? Than to just sign this shit. So by that time, he knew better. But up until then, I mean, the the other contracts he signed, he said he just signed it. And Uh, it's weird to
5: think, Uh, think, think how big Brian, think how big Brian is, and uh, Mox, for example. Think how big they were in the scope of the company, and how much money they made, and the perks they had, and think. What they wouldn't have possibly had had they not had someone say, "Man, let me look at this real fast."
1: Yeah, in Daniel yeah. Bryan's defense, when he was re-signing all those deals, who else was there? I mean, there was New Japan, but and but uh, when you're looking at the type of money WWE's paying, the kind of exposure you're getting, it is hiring sure. a lawyer gonna do that much for you in the grand scheme of things because if you hire a lawyer and the lawyer says no we well, want another hundred thousand dollars a year Vince has the option going okay you're Daniel Bryan and I really like you but you're not here yet now sure. eventually he would get here and he's he, you know he's built up enough cachet in the business to to, to ask for that kind of money but back then but WWE's the only game in town they're offering you a contract and you're like okay I can either sign this and make guaranteed money as long as I don't get injured or I can either you know go back to Ring of Honor and well, hope maybe they'll maybe go to even even if you get hurt. Yeah, even if
2: you can't, get hurt,
5: you get paid.
2: Yeah, you can't. I don't think it at that point it was probably wasn't the money or the number that was being negotiated there. It was the you know money to dates ratio and. You know oh i'd have to do x amount of appearances but i get paid for those appearances etc cetera, etc cetera. it's all the the minutia and the 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 line items of that contract not that house x amount for y answered. amount of years
5: how exactly show, how many house shows am i wrestling am i are you gonna pay for my flights are you gonna pay for my travel exactly give me a bus like robbins and and becky they negotiated a bus in their past contracts which is why they got rue on the bus traveling around across the country like right. stuff like that. You know, Roman got a bust in his contract. So the, the, these happen. Roman just re-upped. And now you see Roman two times a month and maybe one house show a month. at period, he re-upped. And that's the negotiation part. But last thing I'm going to say, and I'm I'm, I'm going to sit out of this, is I, I I shushed Jason jokingly. But is this really a – I mean, you brought it up independent contractor is that can we bring this up because for the record while wwe gets admonished and destroyed for it aw does it too every single wrestler wrestling for any wrestling promotion right now is an independent contractor now now aw does have people who have dual jobs like chris daniels is the head of talent relations and that in that role he's an employee but so as his wrestling deal. contract, he's still an independent contractor. So when I want to go ahead,
2: Jason. I'm sorry. When you talk about them as independent contractors, I don't mean that, oh, they're independent contractors, so they can work wherever they want. Sure. No. Because they're an independent contractor who signed a three year deal with WWE. Mm-hmm. Therefore, presents. you are a contracted employee for three years with WWE. However, Again, not a lawyer, haven't worked in unions, don't know. But I would think that if you are such if that is your your method of employment, you should have some sort of window to at least be able to start lining up your next job or something like that. So, and I don't believe that's I don't think that's entirely true in some of these contracts. So, that's where I'm like are, are you know that that word gets thrown around and really it it means whatever's convenient for the you know for the promoter.
5: But everybody. Interestingly tempers, enough, go ahead, Ray, and then I've got one thought. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say everybody tempers. I remember specifically, and, and look at look at sports. I remember specifically when Albert Hainsworth went from the Titans to the Washington Football Team, Commanders, whatever we call ourselves. Like the the let's say free agency started on a Tuesday at noon. At, I mean, at uh, midnight, at at 12:01, he had a a hundred million dollar deal set up. Well, how did they figure that out? Because they've been talking about it. That's why <laughs> the NBA has what's called a moratorium where it's legal tampering. So everybody tampers because, like Jason said, you have to be able to negotiate your next deal, or whatnot. So I don't think it's a problem if someone calls and says, in a country, in a in a in a world, and in a business where there's never been a legal precedent, there is no union. There is no private corporation that that corporatizes, not a word, all of these wrestling companies. They're all their own fiefdoms. Well, those these two are talking about like kingdoms, but you get what I'm saying. I don't think it's a problem if someone calls and says, hey, what's, what's your contract like? In fact, we forget Nick Khan was a super agent for like 15 years. He knows how to do this. Why would they go and right. do something illegal? It doesn't make any sense. And,
2: he, and uh, I, that's biggest thing is Nick Khan is the 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 biggest you know weight to drop on this thing because he's going to make sure that everything they do is above board and was squeaky clean as much as it needs to be anyway.
3: Yeah. Now, uh, Ray. Now, what, the other thing we were talking about before you came on was that the reason Tony is doing this now is because. Um, now it's cool to go to WWE again. And now he might be a little bit worried that some of his people who would be great on, tele- on WWE television, and we, we mentioned Wardlow and MJF and Jade and Ricky Starks in particular, and some other people who are tailor made for WWE television, if they're free to go anytime soon, they might now, now that it's good to go back there, they might be out of there.
1: Oh, I, I can also add to that that with this uh, discovery, uh, t- uh, Time Warner, Warner Brothers, whatever it is, uh, merger that's going on, and the post today that they're twenty billion, is that right? Twenty billion in the hole right now, well, with they, an they, additional two they, billion being added to that.
3: They, I think, their market cap or whatever went down by twenty something. Like, it, 20, it's it's that it's that funny yeah, money kind of stuff. It's it's, you
1: know. it's funny money, but still, it's. That's funny money that would be used to re up an AEW TV deal, which, you know, I think he's still got another year on his deal, but it's still, he's got to feel the pressure of being on the bubble right now. And if he's on the bubble and he can't afford to pay these people, some of these people may be heading back to WWE quicker than he's ready to. Tony Khan's got to be face down in the sugar right now.
5: So so the relevance.
2: So, so they, they do have to save money right now with Warner Brothers because this market cap funny money or not they've cut down their movie releases this year to two movies because that's all they can afford they've cut they pushed back aquaman they pushed back all the all the w the dc stuff because they can only afford to distribute because they only have the cold hard cash to pay to distribute this two movies
5: yeah, the Batgirl movie and the Scooby Doo movie were finished. Batgirl cost ninety million dollars and was done, and they said no, we need the money recoup that, and they they wrote it off as a tax write off, so nobody will ever see the, see the light of day of that movie. So that yeah, stinks. You, it's crazy. Yeah, that it, stinks. It, so so you're spot on in that situation, but um, so with, with this with that situation, and again, I know there's some some wrestling fans listening that's like WCW. AW is not owned by Time Warner and Warner or Warner Brothers in Discovery. They are contracted by them for a television show. So it's a difference. But the reason it's significant in this conversation is because, like you said, DJ, the, the rights are up next year. And they would be looking to, to re-up and to go ahead and get a uh a hopefully a big raise, but if nothing else. <laughs> Something towards on the same order of the money they're making, because Tony Khan has even come out and said, I wouldn't be able to do all this if I didn't was getting this money in, right? This is the time of renegotiation. So if this is the renegotiation time where you're like, okay, let's start thinking about this, well then it's a rough, it's a really shitty time to renegotiate with the company that is float that is 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 drowning right now. And so and
2: combine that uh-huh.
5: sorry i just you made me say i no, uh,
2: think yeah when, yeah when you said that tony has admitted that he's like hey if this money wasn't coming in and we'd be in real trouble well he's also flat out said he's sunk a bunch of money into that uh game. n64 game that they're putting out if anybody eight, looked at eight million it, eight, eight, eight million, it'd eight it'd million personal dollars i think so so that that money, I will tell you straight up, that money is not getting recouped. That well, game is going to get bought by people in the bubble, and that
5: is it. That, so that's the interesting thing. At the time he did it, it was a high-risk, high-reward situation. If it works, we are we in the money. It, quick tangent. I just watched the, – the, there's a, on Netflix, they have uh, these untold documentaries where they had like the Monte Teo thing with the missing girlfriend and the malice in the palace. They did want an N1, and N1 talked about how they were just a T-shirt company, and they risked everything they had on shoes the first time, and they picked Stephon Marbury because they wanted to do Jordan. You know, Nike had Jordan and all this. They wanted to pick a guy. Well, Stephon Marbury from the street, Starbury, New York City, coming out of college, Georgia Tech, that's the guy. And they put all their money behind him to put him in this shoe. Big deal. Everybody's hyped fun is up, can't miss prospect. First game in Minnesota, they court side. Steph goes up for a layup and breaks his ankle in the shoe. That's it. The company's damn near dead. Sometimes now, if it would have hit, they'd be billionaires. If it wouldn't have hit, they what happened happened, and they had to recoup and redo it and get rid of shoes for like five years. That's how business what happens with businesses. And I appreciate that Tony is realizing that just because I got money don't mean I got wrestling money. And that's where people get mixed up with the McMahons because every single dollar of the McMahons' money is wrestling money, whereas the cons, eventually there is an end to this money venture that we're doing. The checkbook's going to close eventually, just like the Carters. So it's, it's, it's a, the, the thing that I don't understand is Tony's on, Tony, we joke around, I really think Tony's on powder. Oh, I do too. We joke. We joke around because I don't, you know, I don't want somebody to ever call me legally and be like, "Hey, you got to stand for that." We joking. We believe it, but we joking. Right. But Tony is a smart dude from a book stamp, from like a book smart standpoint. I am blown away that he would do the same thing that people admonished WCW for, people killed WWE for just a year or two ago of hoarding talent. You are hoarding talent now. How you gonna pay him, dog? Like, literally signing motherfuckers just not to use them. Literally sign them because, yeah, we can. What Rob, are you th- Rob and I, Rob and I, like,
2: laid it out with their total roster of talent. You couldn't book a WWE Universe mode yeah, and get on TV. People. Like, Rob and I kind of, like, talked it out and we're like, okay, X amount of people, Y amount of shows, minor shows. We were running shows every single week and you still can't get everybody on TV. Like, right. rum- let's do this. Let's take a commercial break
1: on the back end of that. We're going to continue some AEW talk, but we're going to get more specifically into CM Punk. And after the commercial break, I'm going to have Big Jim from Three Count Thursday on here. He's going to join the podcast. We are busting open the podcast forbidden door a little bit here. i uh, going to have Big Jim. You are listening to the Mindless Wrestling podcast, and we'll be back with you after this commercial break. all right everybody welcome back this is the mindless wrestling podcast and i want to welcome we as i said before the break we have kicked open the podcast forbidden door here a little bit and i want to welcome from three count thursday big jim jim welcome to mindless wrestling podcast sir
4: yeah what's going on guys uh long time coming glad to be here uh listen to you guys every week love what you do
1: absolutely hey, we appreciate that and we appreciate you and jim if you guys have not checked out three count thursdays definitely good brothers some of the good guys making common sense out of this nonsense business sometimes. Um, And and you guys are doing awesome work over there. And, you know, we appreciate the
4: support that we've gotten from you. Awesome. Always got to, always got to support the good ones. It's not always the prettiest world out here. So uh, (laughs) when you find some, find some good brothers, like you said, it's always good to uh, throw the love. Absolutely. And you, you know, you're familiar with Jason, Rob, do you know, Ray,
1: Ray Cash from ChairShot Network? And uh, Uh, I
4: I don't think we've like, Formally uh, cross paths before, but uh, always good to meet another good one. Yeah, pleasure to yeah, meet absolutely. you, brother.
1: Absolutely, raise one of the good guys, man. So we just finished uh, talking a little bit of AEW, and uh, I know, man. And I got to apologize to you. I was telling the guys about this in the in the pre-show huddle. I totally you you messaged me last week after the CM Punk stuff started to really drop, and and you were itching. You were like, man, I'm ready to go. I want to talk about it. And somehow. Again, because you listened, you knew we were going to talk about it. Um, so you're like, man, can I come on and talk about it with you guys? And we had already recorded. I think it was either it was Thursday when you reached out, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, because we we kind of had a, a, a scheduling snafu on our end. So we we actually had a uh, very rare surprising week off last week. And I was just uh, – I was ready to go. I had the itch to talk. And, uh, yeah, I I forgot because I remember you guys – you before you moved to chair shot right you guys used to the episode dropped on thursday correct so so when your schedule got switched and i thought you were you, you were then recording on thursday so i'm like well this is perfect uh not so much but uh but uh, glad schedules worked out uh for this week and and able to jump in here
1: yeah i'm glad you were here and ready to catch up because i told them it's he messaged me and i'm like yeah man we'll have you on i'd love to have you on we've been because. Jim and I have been talking about this for months. We've been trying to either us on his show, them on our show. We've been trying to work this out for a while and it just hasn't. So I was like, yeah, man, we'll be like, glad to have you on. So, and he's like, well, what time do you record? I'm like, you know, usually between seven, seven 30. So seven fifteen ish on Thursday. He's like, Hey man, I'm on Skype. I'm ready to go. I'm like, shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like, I, maybe I didn't make it clear, but we already did this week's episode. We're not recording until next Wednesday. And I felt bad because the, the, I felt bad at the time, but and we're going to get into this a little bit more. I'm glad we didn't pull the trigger while the iron was hot on the CM Punk stuff because we were all it was all fresh. It was all this stuff coming out and we were all like, like if I had told the guys, hey, if you're ready to go, let's go. We probably would have gone and done another episode Thursday night. But as as these things tend to be, you have to kind of take a step back, take a deep breath. You hear all these things. Okay, what's real and what are we being worked on? And I feel like some of this stuff with CM Punk, while CM Punk is is definitely problematic, you know, there, there's no doubt about that. There may be a lot of what's come out in the last seven days that may be Tony trying to work the smarks, um, CM Punk trying to work the smarks. So you got to kind of sift through the nonsense and, and in the interest of not ending up looking like complete clowns in the moment. I'm glad we got like six days to let more stuff filter in and put on our thinking caps a little bit. So uh, Jim, do you, how do you feel about that?
4: Yeah, it's, it's definitely been an interesting seven days. And, and now I, I don't know uh, how much anybody has seen this evening. I guess there was uh, some sort of uh AEW like talent meeting before dynamite today. And, you know, contract tampering, uh, rumors and all of this, like it just, uh, you know, Shivani has to go on his podcast this week. And, uh, it's not as bad as everybody says it is, uh, which if you listen in in the words inside the words, it does say that it's bad. Um, so, uh, you know, there's, you know, there's always, I, I think like the phrase is always like, the truth is somewhere in between. And that's been kind of the, the wild part over the last seven days is, is I don't think there's any, I don't think anybody in the wrestling world is shocked that uh, Phil from Chicago is uh, a problematic individual in the locker room. (laughs) I I don't think anybody is is being surprised by these things. Um, But but to what level is is the truth? uh, You know, I don't know. I I think things may be a a little bit more telling uh, within a few hours. Uh, I have the feed. Uh, on one of my screens here to see. Uh, I assume that's going to be the main event tonight. I mean, you'd have to be an idiot cokehead to not put that match as your main event. Uh, So I guess anything can happen on Wednesday night. Um, But, uh, you know, I think I think there's going to be a lot of things, a lot of tells over the next couple of hours and over the next about 10 days uh, as to where the truth lies, because if there is a big problem, if if, uh, Tony, I think, wants to get a little bit of control i'm not going to say back i'm going to say a little bit of control over his lock yeah because he never had it exactly um i you know i think a message needs to be sent and and that would be uh phil is either not champion tonight or not champion in 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 about 11 days so um yeah like i said the truth somewhere in the middle but uh it has definitely been a, a pretty crazy seven days
1: I'm gonna go, I'm gonna set the stage here with CM Punk and just some things that I've had on my chest ever since he went on the Colt Cabana podcast. And while a lot of people may say, Jesus DJ, that was almost eight years ago. Why do you want to bring that up now? Because it's still relevant and I think it sets the stage for who CM Punk is as a person, his mood, and the this just swath of people who still rush to his defense, all this time later, even after it's been, I don't want to say proven, but it's well understood that while, yeah, there were definitely things that you could look at WWE, point at them and say, yeah, you guys could have done that better with him. There were a lot of things that he said on that podcast that were either egregious, a flat out lie, or just ridiculous. And one of the things that I want to pick apart and, and you know, when we talk about CM Punk his, his big thing is how WWE wronged him and they didn't treat him like a superstar. And that his I think in his words were the machine didn't get behind me which was the first thing that he said that I really, really had a huge problem with. When I look at the, the list of areas where WWE didn't support him, didn't, didn't get behind him, where the machine didn't, you know, see him as a superstar, <laughs> I made some notes. I'm going to put my old man glasses on. I look like Mr. Magoo now. That's great stuff. So CM Punk, two-time, two-time Money in the Bank winner, I will add a footnote to that. Two-time successful Money in the Bank cash-in. Okay. That's the first place where WWE failed him. WWE Intercontinental Champion. Gentlemen, please correct me if I'm wrong.
5: No, he's won uh, them all, So, yeah. Keep I'm sorry? He's won them all. So, go ahead. But, Keep going.
1: Yeah. EC- <laughs> ECW Champion. World Heavyweight Champion. Not once. Not twice. But three times. Three-time World Heavyweight Champion. WWE champion twice. Okay. Tag team champion with Kofi Kingston one time. Triple Crown winner. That includes the W or the World Heavyweight Championship, the IC title, and the tag team championships. Had a WrestleMania match with The Undertaker. And I'm going to go on a sidebar on that one in just a minute. Okay. Because I've got a, a bit of a rant over that one. Beat John Cena. Not once. Not twice. Three times, Bubba. I looked it up. I looked it up three times. And not only did he beat John Cena at a time when nobody was beating Super Cena. Right. He beat John Cena a second time. And that was definitely not the template. Back in, those, back in like 2010 to 2014, if you beat John Cena, you bet your ass John Cena was going to get you on the next one. But John didn't get him on the next one. And then John didn't get him on the next one after that. Okay? So then we've got, uh, and again, this was in his words, I, you know, the machine didn't get behind me. And this is the biggest one for me. He was on the cover of WWE, the game, two, uh, not 2K, it was before 2K because they were still with Ukes at the time, WWE 13. He was, the coast, he was the cover guy for that game. Now, every year, the internet wrestling community does this little song and dance over the you know the cover person of the game that year and they had a big blow up when it was Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch because the idea from the internet wrestling community was the biggest star in the company should be on the cover of that game now we're going to rewind to 2013 and we're not going to say the same thing you know CM Punk is the biggest star in the company why because the fucking machine got behind it
4: can we so also was- add to to one of those WWE title reigns that it was what, 430 some odd? 34. 434. Yeah.
5: Yeah. In, in, yeah. In, in 434. In an era where
4: belts were being passed around like they were the butter plate at dinner. Like, I mean, so a 400, that, that's for those doing the math at home, that's longer than a calendar year, okay? <laughs> in case, <laughs> and, in case well, you also, didn't know how many days there were in a year, that's longer than a calendar year.
2: With how belts changed hands then, that then felt like Roman now.
5: Yes. Right. It just felt like an eternity. And to, yep. add, few, add, to add further context, the only reason he dropped the belt was because this goddamn Dwayne Johnson decided I want to wrestle again.
4: <laughs> right. Yeah, he's, mean, a pretty, he's a pretty big
5: guy. He's a I've heard big. of him before. Yeah. i yeah. yeah.
1: But again, if, you, if you're Vince McMahon and you're looking at dollars and cents and you're looking at trying to sell out of WrestleMania, you absolutely book this Dwayne Johnson person. Over this Phil Brooks person, that's just simple. Like I'm not even an economist, and that makes good sense to me. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so let me go on my little. Speaking of WrestleMania, let me go on my 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 Undertaker streak uh, rant here because one of the things that he said, he said, I I went into that match with a fucking chip on my shoulder. You went into a WrestleMania match with the Undertaker, becoming part of the streak with a chip on your shoulder because one. You knew he was going over, and two, he was part-time. You added your name to a list that includes the following. Jake the Snake Roberts, you're going to look me in the eye and tell me that you're more important. Kevin Nash, CM Punk, you're going to look me in the eye and tell me that you are more important than Big Daddy Cool Kevin Nash. You shut your mouth. Rob's favorite two-time WrestleMania main eventer, Psycho Sid, is on that list. Kane, not once, but twice. Kane put him over twice in WrestleMania. Triple H, the guy he hates the most. Not once, not twice, three times. You're going to look at me and tell me that you are better than and you are more important than Triple H. I don't think so. I'll do you one even better. Rick by God Flair. Rick Flair's on the list. You're oh, going to but- look at me, CM Punk. I'm sorry?
3: I need to just finish that i need to interject something really quick
1: okay okay going down the list i, I do
3: too no i mean let me know about the rick flair thing you're doing you know, the rick flair thing oh
1: okay no okay go, go. Uh, uh randall orton you're gonna look at me and tell me that you're more important than randy orton okay batista please i defy you to look at me and tell me that you're better than batista edge you're better than edge like you're wrestling you know wrestling and putting over the Undertaker is. So beneath you that you're better than Edge? This this is a list of wrestling monarchs. Right. And I'm about to get to the coup de grace. Shawn Michaels, not once, but twice. CM Punk, I defy you to look me in the eye and tell me that you are better than this list of people that I just laid out in front of you. I'm sorry. That's where it fell apart for me with CM Punk.
2: I mean yeah. he was of course, he was the I, last I, I have to mention gentlemen of course we have to mention that if that's the barometer then yes Phil you will always be inferior to Brock and Roman
4: every time I yeah. mean look at it like he was the last one before uh, the last one before the dash one like yeah. if, when when we when we're looking at this thing like he was the last victory before the streak ended I mean, right. Like again, don't don't tell me about that. You you weren't you weren't important in this whole mess of things.
5: And he was in the first game. one after the end of an era four year saga, so that's like a big deal, don't you think?
4: Yeah, absolutely.
5: Yes. I mean, I've seen
2: the match as much as I dislike CM Punk. The match is awesome. It's amazing. And yeah. I could I could tell you in kayfabe that he put the crack in the armor that Brock busted through the next year.
4: Facts. Straight I mean but so if, like, if that's it, still pretty dang cool. Yeah, yeah, and if we're being honest, it, it, that that may be the Undertaker's last great match in the WWE. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah.
5: I I'm one of those that believes that the graveyard, Boneyard,
4: whatever is is a classic. So if you oh, I love that, the boneyard match, I'm on it, that list. Yeah. In ring I'm yeah, with you. Yeah, I'll go in ring. Because yeah, the, the I mean you. the graveyard match literally you couldn't have ended the career better in my mind right right right
1: so rob you had a i think you had an asterisk where the uh well, the, a couple the things. nature boy was
4: concerned well,
3: well first of all as always when we talk about mr phil brooks we have to remember psycho said two wrestlemania main events phil brooks zero
4: absolutely <laughs> <laughs> okay. we
3: always have to remember that. okay and the other one uh we rick flair was one of the people and while we're talking about main events you know um Ric Flair happens to have a daughter who has more main events than CM Punk. Also, so what's? Oh cool. God!
4: Oh, there it is! Why did you let it? There him? it
3: is! Why did you get here? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Why? Well, I, I just fed right into the arm drag on
2: that one. Yep,
0: sure oh, did. Oh, by the way,
2: the guy who, uh, the guy who that you were really, really upset that he had to make look strong. Well, he's working on number seven. so. Yeah.
5: Okay, can can I can I do something that you guys don't want me to do and stick up for Punk just real quick?
1: Go ahead, because I'm going yeah. to. But go ahead.
5: The one thing that I can understand him is in the moment, in his mind, he thought he should have been in the main event. And if I'm honest, at the time, 2013, so this that is uh, nine years ago. So, 25 year old Rand thought, uh, Ray Cash thought he should have been too. It should have been triple threat in my mind. So in his mind, I can understand him feeling like, oh man, well I didn't get here. So, uh. I didn't get the the match I deserved so this is a step down. But um what he does what he wasn't thinking in in his mind was this is where I flip it. A match with the Undertaker is bigger nine times out of 10 than the title match itself. And that's I think where he wasn't seeing cuz he just wanted to go on last. He didn't care if he was wrestling Hornswoggle. I'm going on last. That's all he wanted. He didn't realize the historical significance of it and what it would mean for him going forward and the legacy of what uh ever after until ever since he did the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 8, nine, ten against Flair, from that moment on until these those three men hugged uh at twenty eight, he didn't see the historical significance of being that next guy. So I can understand in the moment him being pissed. <coughs> but like something, some at some point you gotta sit back and realize. Cause on the show, um on, on the on the art of wrestling with Colt, he talked about how Undertaker the Undertaker match was a demotion for him. And that's when I was like, wait a minute, dog. That's and that's where he started to fall apart with me. I'm gonna
1: kind of wrap back around here just a little bit. I was a CM Punk mark. Like when I looked at who that dude was, because here was a guy who Had the stone, he was the closest thing to a stone cold attitude. He was like the hybrid of my two favorite wrestlers stone cold Steve Austin. He had the attitude of Steve Austin and the work rate of a Bret Hart. So, I in the and in you know the 2010 2012 when I'm starting to come back into this, I'm looking for somebody to latch on to. CM Punk, I started to latch on to because he's my guy. He's got the long hair, he's got the rock and roll music, he's got the tattoos. I'm all about some CM Punk. He's great in the ring. The guy can talk. He checks off all my boxes. This is my guy. However, I also didn't have any misconceptions about where I thought he should have been on the card because I know how WWE operates. I'm looking at him. He ain't a body guy. He's in good shape, but he ain't a body guy. When you play him up side by side with Cena, there's no comparison. So I understand from a body guy standpoint why Cena's there. From an overall look standpoint, you understand why Cena's there and why CM Punk isn't but rarely through the almost 40 years that I've been watching this has my guy ever been at the top. Like it's rare. You know, I have guys that are always mid-card because I'm a fan of the IC championship. You know, the IC title is my belt. I like the work rate guys. So, you know, so I had no misconceptions. And, and when I think of WWE fans at large, I think in terms of casuals, my ex-wife was definitely a casual, like she would watch it with me and she knew who CM Punk was. And Right at the beginning of the summer of Punk, I was li- we we had separated. I was living in New York, she was in Florida, and we were talking about something on the phone. And she had been kind of dipping back in and watching, you know, some Monday Night Raw here and there. And she said, "What's going on with CM Punk?" I was like, "Well, right now he's their guy." And the first words out of her mouth was, "Really, CM Punk?" And 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 she's a casual. And if the casual is saying that, that's what because the casuals are where the money are. Yes, the hardcores are going to go in, but the hardcore fans really are a bubble. But I, when I think about CM Punk and I just lost my entire train of thought with where I was going with this, when he had the thing with the Undertaker, I think back to what Edge said, and this wraps back around to what Ray was saying, where he thought it was a demotion. Edge said at best, he's like, "This is the Undertaker's baby. He's trusting you with this. They're trusting you with this. It's an important role." And when he looks at that as, "Well, I wasn't in the main event. I, you know, I, you know, I was in a, a demoted match." Take this year's night one WrestleMania main event with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kevin Owens. The match we all remember is Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. And that was the position that The Undertaker and CM Punk were in. You know, Cody Rhodes is The Undertaker in this particular role. And Seth Rollins is playing a part of CM Punk. And they killed it. And, ain't you know, either one of them out there complaining about not being the main event of night one of WrestleMania. And Seth could make a solid claim. He's where CM Punk was. He's a guy who you could plug into the main event of any pay-per-view tomorrow and make it work. But here he is getting up every day, going to work, doing what he's supposed to do. He ain't making waves backstage. He's not calling people out on the Internet. He's not going on podcasts and talking shit about his ex-company who he feels didn't get behind him when clearly I gave you a list of accolades that tell me that company did everything they could to push CM Punk to the moon at the end of the day, and I think this pisses him off more than the company itself does. The fans didn't get behind him the way that he thought they would and the way he wished they would, and John Cena and Triple H both tried to tell him that on live TV. Triple H came out there and said, this is, we do this for them. We give them what they want. And if you read between the lines, he's looking him dead in the eye and having a, a freaking disciplinary meeting on live TV about his attitude, telling him, I'm sorry, buddy, but you're not the guy. And they didn't choose you as the guy. So I'm going to shut up because I just went on a rant. Wasn't nearly as good as Jason's rant was last week. But nothing, I'm nothing ever will
5: be. Nothing will top that. No, Nothing will top, no, no.
1: <laughs> nothing will top no. that. That three minutes of brilliance. But uh, Rob's been rather yeah. quiet here. I'm gonna let Rob jump in for a couple of minutes, and then we'll go around the room on this.
3: Okay. Um, well, look, y'all. Look, I, I, y'all know I'm not a fan. Just never. I've this, this whole, all these, you know. Oh, I'm the underdog. Oh, the company wasn't behind me. I, I'm not a fan of any of those stories because they're always bullshit. Okay. Uh, they always involve somebody who the company very much was behind, but maybe they weren't behind you know as much as somebody else at the time okay but you cannot look at any of these people and if you look at the entire picture and say the company was not behind them there's there's always some evidence that they were very much being treated differently than other people there so and phil is the one who made that you know who he's the one who normalized that type of talk all right and consequently has made it difficult for everyone for many people who've come behind him including both my favorite male and female wrestler okay they've both been victimized by the type of by the mentality that phil is normalized with that bullshit. so i'm no fan of phil okay fuck you phil all the time um now you know just i got nothing for that guy and and the only the only thing I have here in this case is that in regards to all this backstage stuff we're hearing about, um, one Tony's clearly lost control. He's lost the plot. He's lost control, and it's his own fault because you know what you're dealing with when you sign Philip Jack Brooks to come to your wrestling company. You have to keep you have to be in charge of that situation from the beginning because if you don't take charge of that situation. Phil's going to take charge, all right. And that is what it is. And Tony didn't take charge. So now he's here with Phil. And we don't know what's going to happen with this title match and all that. We don't know. But he, this is a situation. This is Tony's own mess that he made. And if he had a much stronger hand, he would have a much bigger handle on this. Um, and if, if put it this way, phil can work for vince mcmahon okay that's literally the only guy who can handle phil on this stage all right and that's it tony ain't vince as we all know for both good and bad reasons (laughs) but um, you know he got himself into this and the other thing i've been saying earlier is that phil is a major league asshole. yes but it is also true that you better believe there are people in that locker room who are jealous and resentful of him. They are mad that he's there. They are mad that he's getting attention that they were getting. And they're mad that he's getting paid more than they are. Okay, and so this is one of those, both things can be true. And, well, and also, that's good.
2: Sorry, to jump jump in there, Rob. But like, how is that any different than when Goldberg jumped the line and became Universal Champion? explain to me how this is any different you
3: know well, it, it's but,
2: not
1: it, and, right but, exactly but,
3: but this, 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 this is the wrestling business if there's yeah. somebody who can if there is somebody who can juice your business for six months or a year or even one night they get to move up
4: but aew is supposed to be different like that that that. it's that was kind of the, the story that we were told from the start is this this isn't this isn't what you're used to you know this is You know, wins and losses matter, rankings matter, um, you know. For the
5: boys, by the boys.
4: Yeah, you know, and and at at the end of the day, the thing thing that I said, and, like, there's part of me that's kind of happy I'm right, and there's part of me that's like, man, it kind of sucks that I'm right, is the fact that from the beginning, I'm like, there's going to come a point where this notion of wins and losses matter, rankings matter, uh, it's more sport than wrestling, is going to turn out, to to be complete bullshit and it's gonna hurt them and they're shooting themselves in the foot and it took less than three years yeah it literally took less than three years because <laughs> tony couldn't help himself
3: yeah and um it's um well because it's no different than like okay um because i saw this little video today of, like peyton manning when he's with the Colts, like just chewing a dog shit out of jeff saturday on the sideline right um, if you, you know, if you, if you were to bring in Peyton, Manning to be your quarterback. Well, that's what Peyton does. He yells at people, right. Um, you gotta be able to deal with that or else you're going to have, some, you know, or else it, after mid you're going to have some pissed off offensive linemen or something. Right. Yeah. You gotta be able to deal with that. Um, you know, or, you know, Aaron Rodgers or whoever, right. Or Michael Jordan, right. Michael Jordan was terrible to his teammates. Would you yeah, sign I mean, Michael Jordan? Would Would you bring in Michael Jordan to play on your basketball team if you wanted to win the championship this year?
4: Hell yes, you, you would.
3: Bet your ass.
4: Yeah, and, I mean, you don't. You don't think Tom Brady came in and treated the locker room differently than Jameis Winston before him? Of course, you don't he did. not think LeBron James goes to L. A. and and treats the locker room differently than than the than the leader before him? But you you listen, you know, you listen, and that and 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 you there's a there's a presence brought because of who those people are.
3: Yeah. Right. And now, and look, I mean, CM Punk is not Michael Jordan, but CM Punk in that locker room, in that company, CM Punk is an upgrade over people there. CM Punk is a bigger deal than people who were there. Right. And you bring him in because he's a bigger deal because you needed, you needed something. Like I said, saying before you need, you need, I think I've been saying this to DJ before we started recording, but at that if you if you go back to last year you know business wise ratings wise or whatever they were getting stagnant they'd done they'd done about as much as they could with the people they had there at the time so they badly needed some people to shake things up a bit so I mean, and the cm punk was that guy more so than adam cole or daniel bryant because there was a special magic with cm punk not having wrestled for 8 years and there was a special magic to the way that you know he left the business, right? I mean, according to you know, the narrative and all that he got run out of town by the evil corporation and all of that. Right. So they brought they they absolutely needed to sign him last year. They needed him to renew some level of interest. Look, look, I pay more attention to them since he came on, right? Than when before he was there. Okay? They needed I mean, somebody, they banned. and bad. Well, well, yeah, but they badly needed somebody last a year ago. They badly needed somebody who would do that because they were running out of gas with the people they had. So they brought him in and he, they brought him in because they needed to. And that's just is what it is. But if you're one of the people who was there, you don't like that. Or if, you, well, if you're one of certain people who were there, you don't like that because basically Tony's telling you, you weren't good enough. And. Yeah. And so you better believe some of those people there are not feeling that. And if I could name a few of them, I would say probably one, um, Kenneth Jerome Omega, um, Matt Kingston, or
5: Kingston talked about it in his promos. That was, those were not scripted promos.
3: Um, I would say Matt and Nick Jackson are two of those people. I would say that, um, Maxwell Jacob Friedman is probably one of those people. Okay.
1: I mean this in the nicest possible way. Uh, the Bucks are money whores. They're gonna go where the money is. I had I bet they have absolutely no problem with CM Punk doing whatever CM Punk wants to do as long as the money train keeps rolling. Those well, two but, boys do well, not care.
3: But, they, but the thing is, it was, it was, it was, they were, it was their playground, though their, they don't give a shit. I, I think in this case, I,
1: they me. might give a shit, but
3: I mean, I, mean, I think the, the them... toothpaste is out of the tube at this point, though. But I think like, the- if,
2: if we're going to do what you know, most wrestling fans do is like, okay, this is news about you know, a promotion that I don't really care for, so I'm going to treat it as fact. And I say it's news with a Z, um, but I'm going to treat it as fact that especially when. The, the sheets and we're all, who we're, we're all hearing this from that he's becoming a problem backstage. They've, up till now, always gone to bat for AEW. So, like, when the tide is turning, that even the like ringside news and fightful are are turning, are, you know, having to report this stuff because they're like, okay, I'm hearing it from like three guys. If I don't report this, some somebody else will. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a crazy the the um the sharp decline they've gone on in the last couple weeks has been crazy
1: all all that goodwill they had with the dirt sheets seems to be gone um and it it just speaks volumes so again what jim was saying at the top of this whole segment when he was saying you know in three years they have gone from you know shangri-la to the shits and here we are I think anybody with any common sense, I know you guys predicted it on your show. We predicted it on this show. I think the exact words that I used were when the rubber meets the road, AEW is not going to be able to handle it. And here we are. And, you know, Ray, we've talked about this, you know, with Mm -hmm. you on this show, you know, at great length a few times as far as, you know, if Tony Khan... Doesn't step up and and I believe these may have been your words. And correct me if I'm wrong. If he doesn't step up and become a leader and stop being one of the boys, he's going to lose that company in a hurry. Ray, your thoughts
5: on that? He's a money mark. That's yes. the reason they. That's the reason he was chosen. And again, I don't. In some in some situations, people think the word mark is derogatory, and I don't mean it derogatory, but it's factual. He was a guy who was a fan. His dad was a, has been a billionaire. would drive him as a kid down to the old ECW arena to watch wrestling. in a lifelong fan like the rest of us. Only difference is, while we got maybe at best a couple thousand in our pocket, he got a couple billion. Only difference. And the perfect confluence of things happened. The five of the hottest free agents got became free agents at the same time. We're just, we're the, the biggest wrestlers in the world outside of WWE. All happen to be free agents at the same time. There has been a monopoly in wrestling since 2001. It just all out happened and show, all in happened and showed that there is a place for wrestling where people will come and watch, if it's, even if it's not under the WWE banner. It was a perfect situation. Hey guys, I got some money. You want to come and hang out with me today? And that's what it was. And again, good on them. Good on him. I'm, I'm, I'm not by all means. If I had a billion dollars, I probably would have done the same thing. So good on him. But in that, and clearly, he understands how to work in a sporting arena. I don't think either any of his teams are good, but they're still. Well, Fulham has been great this year, for the record. I don't know if you guys watch Premier League. They've been really good this year for some reason. But at least he knows the business. But there's a big difference between knowing. A business and knowing the wrestling business and he's never paid any dues in wrestling if you're owner you technically don't have to but he didn't know how to run the company which is why Cody was so important for him at the early beginnings of that company because Cody was born in this business and all the EVPs that's why the boys did what they wanted to do and why getting Jericho was so important at the very beginning Because he had people who understood the nuances that he would have never gotten. And he has gotten so narcissistic, much like CM Punk, which I guess I'll get to later. But he's gotten so narcissistic in the past few years, where it's all me. Like, have you seen some of the tags he tags himself in, as in uh, these press releases? Owner, CEO, head of creative, uh, park your cars. I I validate your parking. (laughs) I, I do your tax. Like. All of it like dog, we just say like Tony Khan. We know who you are, bro. But because he needs the accolades to know to let people know it's all me, just me, nobody else, all me. His That's
1: tweets read like a LinkedIn profile.
5: Dog, I'm saying, yeah, you know Vince McMahon saying?
4: never had to put hashtag CEO at the end of his
5: tweets. <laughs> right. Yes, I don't think Vince McMahon's handing out your card and his card says what his t- title is, it just says Vince McMahon. Yeah, you you know what it is giving credit to people, I give credit to my co-host on Outsider's Edge, Kyle. Nobody has said this more than I know in my life than Kyle, in the fact that the boys cannot run the company. And AW was a company ran by the boys. People do what they want over there. There's been open conversations and reports that people like Dean Malenko and Jerry Lynn, the guys are not listening to them in there. How are you not going to listen to Dean Malenko? Dean Malenko. How are you not going to listen to Jerry Lynn? How are you not going to listen to Arn Anderson? These are Billy Gunn. These are your coaches and your producers. How are you not going to listen to them? And they're trying to tell you stuff, and you're like, no, nah, I'm good. I know what I'm going to do. And it's especially,
1: so especially. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Especially Jerry Lynn, because Jerry Lynn was one of the pioneers of the style that a lot of those guys like to work. All facts. All you know? facts. I, I worked shows with Jerry Lynn. He was an incredible worker. Hell of a nice guy genuinely held a nice guy, but yeah, he
5: was the he was one of the pioneers of that style. And probably the most under one of the most underrated wrestlers of all 1, time, especially of that generation. Yeah. Um so you're spot on there. But so we look at it now and um I'm from the south. I don't know if I know DJ's from the south. I don't know if you're from the south big gym. But there's a saying we have down here where the crows have come to roost. Yeah. Like like now Everything that you laid out, you set up a a workplace environment that fostered freedom. Freedom, there's a very fine line between freedom and chaos. And people have walked over that line, and now there is chaos. And you brought in Mr. Chaos, Philip Jack Brooks. So <laughs> it's like you can't be surprised when things these things happen, and you never put a lid on it. You just hired a team to run talent relations. Before, it was you and Chris Daniels, and God bless Chris Daniels. He was doing the best he could. But they have more contracted wrestlers there than WWE does right now on their main roster. It's ridiculous. And WWE has three hours on Monday, two hours on uh, Friday, two hours on Thursday. They have one show, two hours on a Wednesday, and I don't even count Rampage because that bullshit. I don't even count that. So it's like, it's it's, uh, it's mind-blowing to me that like all of this comes back to Tony. Because, number one, when you're the captain, it's going to come back to you anyway, whether you did it right or not, right? I'm a yeah. LeBron fan. All of LeBron's failures may not be his fault, but he's going to carry them because he's the guy. So you're definitely going to carry these failures. But you allowed these failures to happen because... You didn't have a correct infrastructure put into place. You didn't handle things that needed to be handled. MJF, another example. Think about what MJF said, his biggest gripe. MJF's biggest gripe was, and MJF is wrong in some regards. You can't just get a new contract out of nowhere. Kevin Durant, you can't just do that, right? But his issue is spot on. We have been here since day one. But just because we don't have that good old new car smell from WWE... You're not going to pay us the same as Alster Black or as Rusev. And I'm using the WWE names for a reason. I'm not being flippant. I'm using it for a reason. You know, you're not paying us the same, or Christian, as these guys. But I've been, I've been the one here from day one. And not just to have that nepotism of me being here. Look at my quarter hours. I'm the second highest in the company. But, but I'm tiered to a certain level. But these guys walk in the door. And that I'm, I'm, every segment MJF has been in from the very beginning has been one of the two most important segments of the night. Every angle that MJF has been in has been one of the two most important angles in the company. But yet, Christian Cage walks in, respect, Hall of Famer, and he's, doing, he's working dark, and he's getting paid more. Like, Mark Henry walks in and can't even wrestle a match. And he's getting paid more than MJF? It just doesn't make sense. But again, you're fostering this because you don't have any background. You have no real infrastructure put into place. You're not listening to the people that you have around you, Jim Ross, and like I said, Arn Anderson and all Jake Roberts and Tully Blanchard and all these amazing minds. You're not listening to none of them. And then you're booking so frenetically – that you're booking for the next day and he has had some wins in terms of long term content I will give him all the credit in the world he has shown a willingness to pivot if something's not working give him credit where credit is due but the whole reason from what I've been told that they booked and I know there's the CM Punk backstory conversation cool there were already talks of having the, this match, the unification match, as we're speaking on um, this week's Wednesday, this, but this week's Dynamite, instead of 11 days in All Out. Now, mind you, All Out is in Chicago. John Moxley, CM Punk in Chicago, interim champ versus um, existing champ, unifying, biggest match of the year, AEW, no doubt. They had been talking about this for a week before, before CM Punk lost his mind to put it on dynamite because the tickets in Cleveland weren't going. They needed to boost the tickets. That's short as hell. The original reason why they wanted to do it. Right? I irony that Mr. Cleveland, Johnny Gargano, just went back to WWE. I don't think <laughs> they expected that, right? That's right. now that's that's a tangent. But that's how the thought process is. How many. I know Rob doesn't watch. I'm pretty sure Jason doesn't watch. Jim, I don't know if you pay attention to it enough or watch. But if you watch their 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 product regularly, watch Dynamite every week or pay attention to it at least. How many – I'm going to use a WrestleMania for an example because there's no show that matches. But how many WrestleMania-esque matches or angles have they given away on free TV?
1: Seems like weekly. I feel like it's weekly. It's yeah,
4: yeah. I, I, I mean, because usually I'm prepping for for three count on on Wednesday night, so I I always have dynamite on. Um, I'm not. I'm good. God, they're starting the the, the title match now. Okay, um, at eight o'clock. At, at nine o'clock. Yeah. Okay. Oh it's not good. So are we are we doing a are we doing a sixty minute draw? They're going they're going Broadway. They're going Broadway. Oh my god. But yeah it, it it happens all the time because you know i guess when you don't have uh more than four pay-per-views a year and i'm not i'm not necessarily advocating them to have more at fifty dollars a piece um yeah. but but you, you have to give your fans more than just wrestling matches on tv i guess but you're giving away huge matches for free um yeah i mean to yeah to the point about the ticket sales i had to i had to chuckle because uh, what was it year you know, a year ago or eight months ago or something when you heard reports of WWE having to bring in seat fillers? Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the world was abuzz with the oh WWE and there's there's that phrase again in the mud. Uh gotta bring in the seat fillers. Now all of a sudden, uh fastest WrestleMania set presale sellout ever. Uh Survivor Series in Boston, the, the pre-sale went instantly pretty much the only seats that are left are going to be uh the ones that go to public those will be gone immediately um and here in cleveland the mistake on the lake or the quake and the shake or whatever the hell they're calling it this week uh for dynamite uh they needed seat fillers um and and wow, they're really? not even in the biggest building in cleveland either like let's mm-hmm. let's let's keep that in mind when they're seat filling it's probably what it's seven thousand seats. seat i don't know what uh, I don't know what exactly, but I don't think they're in where the the Cavaliers play, right? No, no. So you know, WWE needs seat fillers for a 20,000 seat arena. Th- these guys need them for an 8,000 seater. You know, it's just well, man, it's it's wild.
2: Big, big shout out to my wife Emily, because uh, this these two WWE seat fillers got their tickets for Survivor Series, so we Very will nice. be there. Very not nice. not gonna lie, man, I'm jealous, and I told you if I didn't already have plans, I, I would have tried
1: to make it up there.
3: I would have slept on Rob, your couch, Bubba. Rob, Ray, the invitation is open. Come on down. I'm thinking. Look, I'm thinking about it. I just got it. Look, if I get, if I can, I just got to change weekends for the kids. And it, look, if I can crash at your house,
5: yeah, you can. Oh, it's it's a man. that's a train ride for Rob. Like I got to like make actual plans. I'm in Houston. Um, <laughs> yeah, in Florida. I'm, I'm I'm saving up for LA because I I Fair missed enough. Mania this year and it was in Texas and I couldn't go. So I'm saving up for LA. So I, I've i never been to Survivor Series. I'd love to go. That's the only one of the... Well, that is SummerSlam. Um, I'd love to go, for the record. But but the ticket thing is just wild. But why that would be your catalyst to... And, and to your point, Jim, you're right. And I'm glad you brought it up. For pay-per-views, you're going to have to have big matches. There's a difference between having big matches that have no consequence just to have good matches. And giving away the end of stories that have been yeah. months long on random dynamites, like that doesn't make much sense to and
4: me. And I mean, especially with this one, because look, I, I I know people will make the argument that Double or Nothing is is AEW's WrestleMania, but it to me it's not. All in was the was the event that started the revolution. All out is. That is AEW's version of All In because they didn't own the naming rights at the time. Um, This is their WrestleMania. It's your yearly trip to Chicago. It's it's all out. It's it's your WrestleMania. You're taking your WrestleMania main event and you're moving it ten days sooner because you couldn't put butts in the seats on Cleveland.
5: Yeah. So yeah. So like next week it's gonna be Roman versus Drew for the titles. (laughs) Right. And, like
4: in the middle of the show, yeah, there, yeah. That, that's season. the thing too, How is you have the trios tournament match, like, has not been done yet tonight. Like, yeah, the his, the, the way he put the I, way. I'm glad I'm getting to see this in real time while we're doing this because, like, <laughs> I have oh. no clue what's gonna happen here, but it's it's we're, we're getting a watch along with Jim. Holy as the bell
2: is it literally about to ring. The only thing I'll say is. Okay, they could be giving this away on free TV because it's going to end in a schmaz and uh, Pangman's going to come back and then, or somebody, 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 and they turn it into a triple threat at all out. No. Oh, God.
5: And I'm going to say no for two reasons that our AW AW was built upon what fans wanted. We want better matches, less schmazes, less DQs. They don't. They've had one DQ in like three years. They don't do that. That's not what they do. That's why they had so many goddamn uh, time limit draws. So they go 60 minutes. But again, Hangman had two of them with Brian. Brian had one with Kenny. It's, that's too, you can't, once you start having too many of those, that's problematic. And the second reason is, God bless Hangman Page. He may be my favorite dude over there. By the way, I have some inside information on Hangman Page. Oh, oh, spill it! So, oh, here we go, insider stuff. Jeez. Oh, so, from what I have heard and been told, that all of the CM Punk nonsense with the with the boys started because of Colt. He got there, didn't want nothing to do with Colt. Colt starts getting kind of pushed away the wayside. Go bye bye. We'll bring you back only because of Ring of Honor. Because the boys are gonna have a problem with it. Cool. The issue with Hangman started not just in the promos. But Hangman didn't want to drop the, punk, the belt to Punk. Oh. whatever, That is a thing. And good, bad, or indifferent, it is what it is. He did, But he played ball, right? I guess right. he understood. He's going to do his job. The fact that Punk immediately got hurt, not his fault, but immediately got hurt, Hangman was like, see, I shouldn't have dropped the belt. I got a problem with this. And was very vocal with it backstage to Tony. And I don't know if Tony went back and told Punk, or but it got back to Punk. And Punk has been holding on to that shit since. And that's why, remember, Punk's only been back for two weeks. Punk made the run-in to save, the surprise run-in to save Moxley two weeks ago. And then last week was his first time actually being back. And that's when he, he took the first chance to come out and call out uh, him. Because if you listen to the actual words he said, um, he didn't just, he called out, for those who don't know, uh, he Punk came out. He sat down, um, cross legged, put the belt on the ground, and was like, "Hangman hey, Page, I'm challenging you now. You want to come out? Let's do this. You uh, whatever." And of course, it's over. He to- what? He squashed him. Who squashed who? What?
3: Mox basically squashed Punk. It's over.
4: Oh shit! Yeah, I'm on. I'm on a delay.
5: Bye bye. What? what? Bye bye. Wow. Nah nah nah. nah.
4: He, he MJF'd him. Nah. nah, nah. I mean, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. hey, hey! That wasn't even five Good. minutes. Uh, wow. What the, that also tells me, Punk wasn't healthy. Oh well, because 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 he hurt his foot. He, this, he this, this, this was their way out of the interim oh. title, which they shouldn't even friggin' do anyway. you could have uh, he done
1: this all out crack thing? a joke and ask if anybody was bleeding yet.
3: Well, because uh, he he hurt his foot, and it might and like they, they're checking him over like it might have been a shoot injury.
2: Wow. Yeah, so they, Punk was selling his foot, and they're now in the ring with him. And you know,
4: well, my my assumption is that he that he was he was healthy enough to do this, but he wasn't fully healthy.
5: So if he was healthy enough to do this, Jim, then why even do the damn interim title in the beginning? Oh, by the way, <laughs> because, because we that's we another thing, right? We got to be a, different. That's another thing that Hankman had a problem with. Was not only did did you take the belt off of me, the championship off of me. And he got hurt, but you didn't strip him of it. You let him keep it. Right? And you think, Hangman's been kept away from the title picture the entire time. The Battle Royal, he wasn't in it. Right? So to, so to finish that story anyway, real quick, so we can talk about this shit. Um, Hangman wasn't in the building when he called him out. And, of course, he, the music didn't hit, clearly, so whatever. And even if it did, he can't come out and, like, bum rush. Gorilla and go through the curtain That's just, he's. that's not what You do, Yeah. he's gonna do his job Punk got up and said That's not cowboy shit That's coward shit, but there's one thing He said that gives credence to what I'm telling Y'all, is he said The apology needs to be as Loud as the disrespect So that's The catalyst between them, not to Mention that Punk ain't like the fact that there was one night that he called that he that uh he mentioned Cocabana or alluded to that situation. Um, and it's crazy because almost every feud, people been telling Punch his face, we don't want you here. Nobody likes you. And we've been thinking a storyline, turn out <laughs> seems like it's a big ass shoot.
1: The apology had better be as loud as the disrespect CM Punk look in the mirror and say that three times. Hey, because <laughs> hey, that
5: line is a bar. That's a yeah. bar. That's a bar. Like, that is really hypocritical of you to say. Well, yeah, Absolutely. Oh,
3: so they're helping him to the back. I mean, he, he must like his foot must not be right, and he just came in there to do this quickly. And
4: you well, know. I mean, I saw uh, it was one of the one of the comic cons he was at, uh, like eight days before he came back or something. He he didn't even he didn't even have a shoe on, like he had his shoe next to him, so like he was able to walk in, but shoe was not comfortable to, to sit on his feet for. For the whole time, so yeah, I, I. Oh wow, and Punk did it for us. Oh man, what a guy! What a selfless guy! Yay! A, like my, I don't. I still. Dude. I get it's different. Whatever. So the, the interim title why? thing is just beyond. It, it's beyond silly to me. Because, Jim, they
5: do it in the UFC. That's why and, it's.
4: Oh yeah, it's
2: a, it's a work. He's working the foot because he yeah. got it off of a high. He did one of those high kicks to Dean's uh, excuse yeah. me Mox's head, and then he immediately dropped and went, "Oh, I hurt my foot kicking you." <laughs> so um, yeah, it wasn't
4: tonight. Thunder well, was Rose uh, uh, surrendered the 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 women's title. She's hurt. So oh my god! So it's now at, it now it all out. It's um. 20 seconds, by the way. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. She didn't get to go out to the ring and do her spiel, but oh. <laughs> that's another issue in and of itself. <laughs> that's at, a at whole podcast. episode, friend. Um, At all out, it's it's Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Hader, and uh, Sheeta um, in a four way for the interim women's title. <laughs> oh, <No way.
1: laughs> Inter- uh, they're doing another interim, another champion. interim,
4: like oh, for I fuck's forget, sake. Like, like here's the deal don't do the interim title just have it be the understanding that whenever the forfeiting champion comes back uh, rankings be damned they're pointless anyway win loss records be damned pointless anyway Uh, number one contenders be damned basically pointless anyway Um, when the forfeiting champion returns they get the 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 first crack back at it, whether it's on Dynamite or whether it's on the pay per view. Whenever they return, it's literally yeah. not that hard. Because now, what 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 the hell? You, so you're going to make another women's title because you have two world titles and Moxley drop well, the one. World what's funny one. about that is they're going to do what you
1: suggested anyway. Because who's going to face the interim champion when they come back? Yeah, it's the just, actual it, champion. Right. It, it, just put the belt on. Oh God! Right, whoever
4: whoever wins the tournament or wins the four way or whatever, which like it's hilarious. The men get a, a tournament, the women get a one match four way. <laughs> uh, again, if you if you if you need to know how AEW feels about women's wrestling, just watch their programming. They'll tell you. Um, but yeah, it just whoever wins the title, that's the champion. And then when the forfeiting champion returns, they get the match. It's literally yeah. that easy.
1: I've and never understood why WWE doesn't do that. Like when Finn had to forfeit the championship, he, he never ever even got like I, I think it was a couple of years before he finally got
5: even close to you know to Finn's okay, so to Finn's point. To Finn's point. He was gone so long that I don't know that would have made sense for what had happened. Remember, it's all storylines here. So and to Finn's credit, and I, I mean, no disrespect to Finn because he's amazing, but Finn wasn't at the top of the company in the sense of your spot is protected forever. Right. right. So when he came back, it would with everything that had happened while he was gone, it wouldn't have made sense for him to be mm-hmm. like, hey, title back, bitch. It wouldn't have made sense. Right. For some people, it would. Right.
1: We've so, talked about that on this show. When you get injured and you're not at, like you said, not at a certain level, you slide out of your lane. And sometimes it's very difficult to get back in that lane. So, yeah, I get
2: that.
5: And I'm that not saying sense. I like that. Now, now it shouldn't have taken that damn long for it to be that way. Right. But, you know, but I guarantee you, if that was Seth, Seth's first match back was for the world title because Seth, when he left, was the business.
0: Yeah.
5: And when he came back, it made sense for him to walk back in. It was against Roman, who was his Shield brother. It made sense. So yeah. when the storyline makes sense... Sure. This situation, Punk's gone. He comes back. Even if it wouldn't have been interim, it would have made sense from a story perspective, especially given all the story that Phil Brooks and, and John Good have as people against each other right. going back to WWE. Would have made sense. Um, this I I'm, I don't mind interim titles. I and I know you, you're 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 lamenting them right now, Jim. And I'm with you because it, it doesn't make sense now. I'm not against them. They're used right. But number one. The disrespect of AEW's women and not even let her uh, drop the title in the, in the ring. Secondly, for those of you who care about ratings, every week it is a reoccurring joke at this point. AEW puts their women in quarter six. And that is the lowest rated quarter every week. And it's like Tony's just like, yeah, put them out there because we got to. So clearly he doesn't care. And you know what's about to happen to the title, right? It's going to go right back to Brett. Yeah, that's the only one that they like, and the only one that they trust. And it's it's there's yeah. So here's my question to y'all. This is my question. Because I don't believe Punk is really hurt. At least not. I don't believe. Perpetrating. I think so. Here's my question to y'all. He this really could be like, hey, we've had enough of you, dog. Thanks for what you did. It's time to go. Could be. I doubt that, but it could be. Could this be a situation? you think where it's this is all a story to I just can't understand to the life of of me why they would pull this right before All Out and could this be a situation where they're taking what the real life rhetoric is and playing to it Jim go first on that
4: yeah. <laughs> um man, and I guess this is this is where that the, the 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 blurred line of uh work and shoot really really comes into play. Um I I I tend to lean that he was injured, maybe not is injured, but at least was injured. Um but and and here's the deal if if tony and the creation of this talent relations department if, if if this is if they're realizing that this is getting out of their control uh or let me say this the new talent relations department is telling tony khan that his locker room's out of control um that this Tonight maybe could be a, a way to send a message um that it's no longer the inmates running the asylum. Like and and whether or not uh punk is done, whether or not he comes back, whatever whatever CM Punk continues to be or not be for AEW, uh will remain to be seen. But my thought going into this was either there was there was two outcomes that were going to happen tonight, and that was Punk wins, or it's some sort of thing that they Ray like you said typically do not do, some sort of a some sort of a draw, some sort of a DQ, run in schmaz, whatever you want to call it, and we get to a triple threat, or at the very least, it's just Punk and Mox again in ten days, and like this from? was literally to just to pop the rating and and get more people to buy the tickets. Um, I did not expect Moxley to win this match at all. I especially did not expect Moxley to win this in four minutes and 10 seconds. Um, and, and, and Punk get basically no offense in. Um, so to me, I'm, I'm, I'm almost even more interested now as, as to what's going on than I was three hours ago, because, um, maybe there is more to the story. Maybe there is. Uh, everybody in the back is, is maybe finally trying to get some control over this thing. Um, and, and, and I've said too, over the last couple of weeks, um, the, the tone around Tony's tweets has seemed even a little bit more desperate than I've seen them before. Um, I, I, I said it on three count the other week that, um, and it might even even been on take three because I with with Ernest and the boys because I, I join those guys every week now. Um, Triple H taking control of WWE I think is more of a threat to AEW than Vince McMahon's WWE ever was, and I think Tony's realizing that. So so maybe maybe to, maybe what happened here tonight and and maybe this whole thing is is uh, a sign that they're that they're trying to gain control.
2: Okay, Jim, I think i think you're on the right track there because i just from a total hater perspective (laughs) i could see a scenario where someone said to punk punk was like just comes back and he says okay i'm gonna win right and they're like actually no we're gonna keep the Punk, you know we're gonna keep it on mocks because frankly you don't need to be champion to be a draw uh or something like that somebody finally said no you're gonna lose and he was like okay fine well, I don't want to, so I will, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna be a total jerk about this. But John, just get out there and s- speed bag me for five minutes, and then I'm gonna fake an injury, and we're out of there. Okay, can, Rob, can what do you think? No, well, well, I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead,
5: Ray. I'm sorry. Just let me say this real quick. I'm gonna give it to you, Rob. Okay. If I'm if I'm if I'm looking with my smart glasses on, I will say that. So I can take it this. We can all tell this was scripted or not by how the pacing of the show for the rest of the show is. Because if that, because, you know, the show is segmented out, literally segments. So if the show seems a little more frenetic, then maybe this was possibly real. But if everything looks like it's falling right into place, like I know that a Christian Cage promo right afterwards and he was already ready. Eh, it's probably what's meant to happen. But I will say this, and Rob, jump on this if you want to. If they knew they were gonna do this from a work perspective, it makes more sense to do it on live TV than pay-per-view because more people would see it this way.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Rob, what do you got, bud?
3: Man, um all right, well there are a couple of possibilities here. All right, um it's possible that the the foot injury just isn't Legit is not healed, and he said, "Okay, I can give you four minutes. Let me just go. You know, we'll go in there and we'll do this." Um, that's one possibility, and and I, I'm I'm kind of leaning towards that right now. Uh, I mean, and uh, I mean the other, and because there hasn't been any signs of him having an issue dealing with working with Mox, right? I'm, so the the Hangman beef is real. Okay, we know that now, um, but there's been no signs of him having some issue doing anything with Moxley. So um, until we get like some report, some actual reporting that there was some some kind of chicanery going on here, I'm just I'm going to guess that his foot ain't right to do full matches, and he's not going to be right for the pay per view. So they just needed to settle this now. And then also um the thing about the tickets you know needing to be juiced for this week i mean that's the thing although i mean you shouldn't do that for tv look i'm back in 2019 when like fed in the mud was real and they were like there were episodes of raw where they you could hear the echo and where they had over half the arena tarped out right Mm -hmm. that was 2019 I went to episode of raw in 2019 in Baltimore where they always fill it for TV and half of that place was tarped out
5: same in Houston. Yeah. Same here.
3: And, and, and you know, but you know what they did? They took the L right. They just like, all right, well, TV is fucked this week. Okay. As far as the (laughs) crowd. I mean, you just take, you take the L it's TV. You'll be back next week. I mean, you'll have another show next week. It's just TV. Yeah. Just take, you take the L. And all right, fine. And I mean, just make sure the just make sure the hard cam side looks
2: good. Side looks good, and your camera guys know where to pan. And where to go.
3: Because what's funny is, I was in the building in Baltimore, and I saw all the tarped out stuff and everything. I watched it again when I'm at home just to see how it looked on TV. You wouldn't have known. It looked oh, full yeah. of the day. <laughs> you not <have>, right? I've <laughs> been to a couple of Smackdowns that they've 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 had to tarp
2: off like the upper upper bowl with like corners or whatever and but or the lower sections and no one even noticed on the broadcast it looks like a packed
3: house and you just TV magic baby if it's tv you you just take the l because you're you're doing another show next week yeah so but i mean they should i think they they, well they backed themselves into this corner because they shouldn't the interim champion thing is stupid if the if the champion (laughs) is injured and can't go then you fill it, Then you, you have a tournament or a battle royal or whatever you crown a new champ and you go right? Um, right. but by doing this interim thing and by having the original champ hold on to the belt they put themselves in this situation where now they well, either they had to do this because Punk was injured or they had to do this because of all the bullshit one or the other um, and oh good god Will Ospreay Jesus
1: yeah, <laughs> Maddie just shared that I'll Osprey's the main event. I would have already clicked turn the tank, turn
3: the TV off. <laughs> just, but I mean, work rate, brother, work <laughs> rate. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, those. I, I mean, the only possibility is that Punk is legit injured and they just he just can't go, or, I mean, I, I'm going I'm going with that because again, there been no stories or no signs of him having issues with Moxley.
1: Yeah.
3: If it was if this was Hangman, then I could see him pulling some, some bullshit, right? Um, but it's not. It's it's with a guy he doesn't have any problems with. And yeah. so I'm I'm gonna go ahead with the, the foot ain't as ready to go as he hoped it would be, and because they needed to get him out of this title situation and off of the pay per view. So now Mox can defend against somebody else at the pay per view. Um but they should have stripped him because now they got eleven days. Well, they got like one more week of TV to put together a title match for their biggest show of the year. Like, I mean And God you,
1: damn it, I better be on Twitter in the next week and see everybody posting about how there's no build. And, there's uh, no hype.
5: All right, like no, you you, have you forgotten AW gets the benefit of the
4: doubt because oh, that's right, that's
1: right. We're still, we're still in the honeymoon phase, you know, three, three and a half years later.
4: Yeah, I mean, earlier, earlier today, uh, you know, our, our old pal, uh, Sean Ross, uh, pointed out that there will be likely more, uh, changes to the all out card coming tonight. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll get the same treatment. Uh, yeah. From the community about you know ripping the script up ten days out, you know, uh, WWE they even they haven't announced anything for this pay per view coming up. Like, right, we are rewriting the whole damn thing. 10 hey, look, legitimately Bro, though, is there a match? What match is like booked for the show?
5: Legitimately? Well, I mean, um, as it stands right now, there's no world heavyweight championship match
2: on the biggest show of the year because so, they have uh, Unless Box well, just called someone out, there's. You know they, they there's I, I guess a million they fucking
5: titles over it. there so they could just say hey we'll have this okay imagine the
2: wwe championship not being on the line at wrestlemania and don't give me the one that it wasn't with the big tag match with macho and and whatever because that's a oh, yeah, yeah, stuff.
5: Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i'm with you
4: I'm yeah so they, they announced more tonight there's eight there's eight matches on the card as of right now you have the trio's final Um, you have Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. I did just see that. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Tony Britt, uh, Jamie Hader and Sheeta for the interim women's world title. Uh, the casino ladder match. Uh, Wait, 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 wait,
5: wait. Britt and Jamie Hader in the same match.
4: Yeah, Britt, Jamie Hayter, Tony yeah. Storm, and, and Sheeta. If dad don't
5: tell you where the championship's going, nothing else
4: will. Exactly. Go exactly. ahead. I'm sorry. The, I'm sorry. For the, forgive uh, me. For the women's uh, interim women's title. Casino ladder match, Jericho versus Danielson. I, I, um, yeah, it
5: was, really? I know that. Okay.
4: Yeah, and it's uh, American Dragon versus Lionheart, so we're... The 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 wizard is now the lionheart again. So, oh, uh, Jesus! Sorry, excuse me. The grand wizard is the lionheart. again. <laughs> um,
5: ah, you said the uh, lion. You
4: said the question. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, swerving our glory versus uh, the acclaim for the tag titles. Oh, good grief! Uh, Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy and Starks versus Hobbs.
5: Rob loves Star- the acclaim. Starks. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> so acclaimed legitimately. Starks, Hobbs, and um, what was the other one you said before Starks, Hobbs?
4: Uh, Christian and Jungle Boy.
5: Are the only two matches that really fucking matter to me.
4: Yeah. Those like two ma-
5: I
1: would, would never pay 50 fan. bucks for a pay-per-view, but if I were going to pay 50 bucks for a pay-per-view, those two matches might get me to do it. Yeah, for this
4: me. is going to be another Usually what what, what we do, uh, oh, all, the count, <laughs> all the three- All the three- We always get together. We We do a big watch party for AEW shows because- we we all we all throw our money in the pot. We all pay about eight between eight and ten bucks. Oh, there you go. Me and Kyle do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, <laughs> paying, I'm I'm paying, not paying, paying for this. own uh, Here's the deal. I'm not paying fifty dollars for a WWE show. I've said that on this show. So I'm yeah, not it's, it's, a, it's not a, It's not an AEW hater thing. I'm I'm 37 years old. Uh, I'm not trying to justify to my wife why I'm paying fifty bucks on my own for a wrestling show at 37 years old. I pick your battles, pal.
1: The best day of my wrestling life was the day I signed up for the WWE network. It really <laughs> was my,
3: man.
4: the oh, best sad. day of my life is when they switched to Peacock because I get that for free with my Xfinity. Oh, oh look at nice. you. Yeah,
3: look
4: at you. <laughs> so I get it for free.
3: Oh, All man. right.
4: How about we about call that? the go home spot here? We
1: ran about two hours. I don't think there's much more blood that we could squeeze out of this. Um
3: <laughs> oh oh uh, we oh um just a little we hey, got we got a little uh shout from Brooklyn Ike here because he, he just messaged me was asking if we were still recording while all this was going on.
1: Oh God. I yeah. Ike's great man. <laughs> we gotta have Ike back on here. What's I, what's going on with Ike? We'll we'll give him a shout oh, out. Just,
3: uh he's like um Oh, he just asked like like y'all were y'all still recording? I was like, Yeah, we it, it's like all this is making the show. Yeah so, uh, it's in real time, like, uh, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, he said thanks in advance for thanks
5: Friday God. morning.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let him know. I hope you honestly got a this long is awesome. years, we went we went a solid two hours tonight, guys.
5: Blown and away. This what is
1: awesome.
2: We're usually with big news like this, we're usually a day late and a dollar short. So it was nice to catch one live for a while. Absolutely.
1: But we still won't air till Friday morning, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I have no control over that one.
5: Wow. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I I wanna know so bad. And I know We'll get some reports. Fightful Sean Ross Apple, I'm sure, will drop something. Maybe even Meltzer. You know, when Meltzer's reporting shit on AEW, they're bad. You know how bad. Yeah. But I yeah wanna you're, you're in the mud when Meltzer's on you. But I want to know so bad what the fuck happened at the talent meeting earlier today? Yeah. Well, I'm sure somebody. Like, that's what I want to know.
1: Yeah.
4: There, There's that, a moment. Somebody will break, we'll break that, that one.
1: Yeah. So. All right, let's call the go-home spot here and go around the room. I'm going to just kind of let everybody get their get their last words in. Rob, you've already mentioned the Queen.
3: Yes, I but, have.
1: But uh, <laughs> I, I figured I'd cut that one right off. That was for you, Greg. That was for you, buddy. From the Rob the Genius podcast, the Minister of Truth, the Deacon of Data, the Father of Facts and Figures. Rob, thank you, sir. Awesome show tonight.
3: Oh, yes. And, and nothing, nothing, nothing is better than seeing Philip Jack Brooks in the mud.
1: And, buddy, he is face down in it this week. (laughs) Bucky's tag team partner, Jason. Jason, sir, fun show tonight, man. Hell of a good time.
2: I know you really didn't like putting, you know, Roman and and the Shield in general over. But, hey, buddy, both of them are unified champions right now, and you're in the mud. So uh, this is a great day.
5: And (laughs)
1: always a good brother to the show. Glad to have you back. Ray Cash, sir, thank you for joining us, man. Good times.
5: Thank you for having me. I appreciate you kind of sliding me in. I know it was last minute. And uh I will say this, it's Jim Ross is famous for saying it, but when you got more questions than answers, that's a pretty good show. I'll take it.
1: Yeah, yeah. You gotta get, yeah. get whether it's a shoot, whether it's a work, right now, it's a good place to be for AEW because we're talking about it. Yep. And last but certainly not least from three count Thursday, good brother, good friend of the show, big Jim, sir. Thank you for coming on tonight, man. We got to do this again.
4: Yeah, absolutely. No, it was, uh, it was a pleasure to finally join you guys. Pleasure to, uh, officially, uh, meet everybody, uh, face to face. I know I listen to you guys every week and, uh, appreciate what you guys do and, and for having me on. Yeah, this was fun. Uh, and to, uh, to get some of this uh, breaking uh, breaking news stuff here tonight was uh, was even better uh, with uh, you know with with that match. But yeah, I mean we uh, we go live uh, for an hour on Thursday nights. We record uh, then an episode that drops on on uh, Tuesdays. So we have we have two uh, two bits of content coming out every week. Um, so yeah, three count Thursday, all podcast platforms. You can uh, get us at three count Thursday on Twitter.
1: All right, and I am DJ. It's been a hell of a blast here tonight. We've had a great show. I uh, Hope you guys enjoyed it. Glad you stuck around for the whole two hours if you did. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, a part of the Chair Shot Radio Network on thechairshot.com. You can also find us on YouTube if you want to see what our ugly mugs look like. That is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, DJ. You can call it pro wrestling. You can call it sports entertainment. You can call it whatever you want, but call it in the ring. And we're out till next week.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, Lawn and Garden, and Marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com
3: for more great deals.
4: Save big money at